Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas right here, Chris Baker here with you on this Friday morning for another round of news. Chris, what's the weather looking like as we head into this weekend? In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny and 79 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy. 93 with a partly cloudy weekend. Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy. 84 with a partly cloudy weekend. New York City, cloudy 72 with a partly cloudy Saturday and Sunday. It is raining. Lovely. More rain. (laughs) It's Uh, great for the grass. Yeah, great for the grass. Great for the grass. But uh, we made it through another week, Chris. We made it through another week. My last full week of school. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Until I go to college. Yeah. Last full week of high school. Yeah, that's the one way to look at it. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know about you, Chris, but I've had, I'd say, the longest week I've had in quite some time. No, very short week. Really? Yes. For me, yes, like yesterday felt like it should have been the end of the week because of just uh-huh. how much has been going on for me. But made it through. Um, and I'm glad we're heading into the weekend. I need the weekend. Hey, I'm gonna have you working this weekend. Oh, lovely, lovely. Mm-hmm. There's some and... pretty important things going on this weekend and next week. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. You can postpone your weekend until Thursday and Friday next week. <laughs> no, you'll have a four-day weekend. I do have school week, uh, school work to do this weekend though, so that'll be exciting. I uh, oh, well, lucky you. Tomorrow's my last day, and I don't even really have school tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, no, tomorrow, um, mind you guys, we're recording this on Thursday, but um, yeah, no, tomorrow I don't really have school either. I've got a class picnic, so I'm pretty excited. But it, it's supposed to be a nice weekend. Going to get outside, do some stuff, but, um, that's, you know... It's going to be a good weekend. I do know that. Now, now Chris, I, I do. I'm still curious. Um, you know, we talked on Monday about your uh, cic- cicada cookies. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are those still coming uh, tomorrow? You'll have a surprise, won't you? Great. I can't Great. confirm or deny. Uh, guys, I'm still scared because I, I the way Chris is, I know he he might do it. <laughs> might, especially yeah. since he was able to find them on Amazon after we recorded the other day. <laughs> or I may not. Uh, yeah, I'm terrified. I don't have to tell you, you'll find out tomorrow, I guess, and then everyone else will find out Monday. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, Monday morning's episode opens up with just like an audio clip of uh, meeting cicada cookies, you'll you'll know what's what what happened. Alrighty. Well, so while everyone waits for Monday for the results, let's get into some of the news because we get quite the news Friday. We do have uh, quite a bit this morning. Yeah, uh, best to just jump right in. So you may want to check your mail and pay attention. The IRS just released some information about the child tax credit and the portal you can use to opt out or change your information. The IRS has identified over 36 million people who qualify 
for the child tax credit. And after you receive the first letter, you will receive a second letter that's more personalized from the IRS telling you what your estimated monthly payment will be. The new child tax credit will only be for the year of 2021. If you qualify, at least initially, the IRS will calculate your monthly payment based on your 2020 tax returns. If your 2020 taxes haven't been filed or processed, the IRS will determine your payment based off of your 2019 tax returns. And these monthly payments will be the amount of $300 or $250 a month. Qualified parents will either receive this by direct deposit or paper checks, depending on what information the, the IRS has for you on file. If you want the monthly payment, that means you are choosing to take half of the child tax credit as an advance in using simple math. That means you will only qualify for the other half at tax time in 2022. You will not get another child tax credit in the full amount. Those monthly payments will be going out on every 15th day, starting in July and going to December of 2021 only. This monthly option will not happen in 2022 unless Congress passes a law saying so. To opt out, the IRS says that those who have already been identified as being able to qualify, uh, you will be able to use that option. Eventually, the portal will allow address changes, uh, income, filing status, and number of qualifying children, as well as to update direct deposit information, among other things. To get these monthly payments, you must qualify financially and your child has to be the right age. If you file single and make less than $75,000 a year, head of house and making $112,500 a year or married and making less than $150,000 per year, you financially qualify. If your child is no older than five years old at the end of 2021, you will qualify for $3,600 or $300 a month. If your child is no older than 17 at the end of 2021, you will qualify for $3,000 or $250 a month. It doesn't matter if your child is still in high school or if they have aged out of either age brackets at any point in 2021, they will not qualify. The portal is not up yet, but when it does go up, the portal will be available at irs.gov slash child tax credit 2021. So some helpful tips, if you want these monthly payments, it would be in your best interest to get your 2020 tax returns filed ASAP. Make sure you understand that the monthly option means your tax refund. Do the math. If you take the monthly option, you only get half the child tax credit at tax time. Make sure it is available on the portal that you input your proper income amount so you actually qualify for the year 2021 and you don't end up owing these payments back to the government. The portal will also eventually give you the tool that will help you determine whether or not you qualify for these monthly payments. Moving right along, the IRS has just released 2 million more of the EIP3 stimulus payments. And as we always say, no, this is not a new stimulus. This is the IRS sending out uh, the stimulus checks 
from the American Rescue Plan, which was signed into law back in March. These payments were sent in the forms of paper checks and direct deposit. 900,000 of these payments went to individuals who the IRS just got the info for, and 1.1 million of the payments were plus up payments. If you haven't gotten your stimulus yet, don't panic. The IRS will be continuing to send them out. Since there is a lot of buzz around Congress with talk of a lot of possible bills, we're going to address some of them and tell you their status and what it looks like. A fourth stimulus check that has probably the most buzz and that will probably never happen again. The new $15,000 first time home buyer credit isn't happening now, probably not anytime soon. And a bipartisan deal on the infrastructure stimulus plan isn't happening now. For more information, check out our article tomorrow on Medium. We have an update and some more information from uh, the study on the January 6th attack. Intelligence and security failures and lack of leadership and planning. Uh, Those are the conclusions from two bipartisan committees investigating the attack on the Capitol uh, from January 6th. The 126-page report from the Homeland Security and Rules Committee was issued on Tuesday, and though it points out the heroics of the officers defending the Capitol, it also points the finger at the FBI and the Capitol Police. Along with this, it exposes the known troubling online postings that could have triggered automatic Capitol security measures. The report does not investigate the politics surrounding that day or how political rhetoric may or may not have contributed to the actions of those who showed up at the Capitol on January 6th. The report does call those people rioters and said their goal was, quote, to disrupt the joint session of Congress, end quote. And once inside, quote, broke the Capitol building, vandalized and stole property and ransacked offices, end quote. The report found 21 facts. Here are some of the facts that were included. The fact that the Capitol Police were not properly trained for a riot of this side, size and scope. The fact that the chain of command to call in the National Guard was convoluted. And the fact that not enough communications and coordination between the FBI, Capitol Police, and Homeland Security in flagging and taking the online post seriously. Investigating the attack was intimate. These posts were flagged on December 21st and were sharing maps of the Capitol underground tunnels. The post said things like, quote, bring guns, it's now or never, end quote. And, quote, if a million patriots who up bristling the ARs, just how brave do you think they'll be when it comes to enforcing their unconstitutional laws? Don't cock out. This is do or die, bring guns, end quote. The report then gave 20 recommendations trying to close the operational loopholes that allowed the attack on the Capitol to go as far as it did. This report is not the end. It is just the one of several congressional committee reports and what happened January 6th that will be released in the coming months. Well, everyone, we can finally forget the TikTok and WeChat bans. They are over. Yes, this was still a thing. On Wednesday, the president officially revoked the Trump-era executive orders that we talked about a lot last year. 
these orders would have banned the use of TikTok in the United States because of the potential threat to national security. But that doesn't mean that things are all good now. The Biden administration basically shared the same concerns that the Trump administration did when it can't when it comes to any potential risks when it comes to the possession of American data on platforms owned by China and other countries deemed foreign adversaries. The two presidents just handle things a little bit differently. The Biden administration could lead to banning those apps in the future, but the orders do not do that right now. Instead, the executive order orders an analysis to be done by government intelligence and Commerce Department, looking at how safe American data really is on platforms, so-called foreign adversaries, and ordered government officials to take another look at those platforms operating in the United States using a new set of criteria. Then the order gives government authority to take action as appropriate. What is appropriate? We just don't know yet. What we do know is TikTok is on the list of review by the feds. Speaking of TikTok, those actions by the Biden administration do not impact Trump-era policies that was forcing ByteDance to divest its intelligence in the United States' interest of TikTok. Apparently, those negotiations are still ongoing, but what is over all those federal appeals that supported the Biden administration's order? The Justice Department asked back in February to forget about all of those President Biden hit the road on Wednesday for a week-plus-long trip to three different countries. Yesterday, the president met with Britain's Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. The G7 is happening today through the 13th. The agenda for the G7 is COVID-19, climate change, and handling China. On Sunday the 13th, President Biden will meet with Queen Elizabeth. Monday will be the NATO conference. And the agenda for that is defense spending, cybersecurity, and Russia. And then on Wednesday, President Biden will have his first face-to-face interaction with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now let's get into some rapid news. I will go first. California is starting to lift the mask mandate throughout the state. El Chapo, a major drug lord, uh, his wife just pleaded guilty to assisting. Nick, tell me your good news. What do we got for Friday morning good news? All right, this morning I got a very emotional uh, good news story. So a few years ago, there was a high school student who was playing in um, a football game and suffered a pretty serious tackle, pretty serious injury. He ended up being paralyzed from the neck down. And over the past three years, he's been working with a physical therapist to try and push past um, that paralysis and start to get some of his movement back. And the other day uh, when he was going across the stage um, to get his high school diploma, he actually was able to stand up out of his chair and walk 10 yards to grab the diploma and walk off the field and uh for a lot of people you know especially at his school this is the first time that they've actually seen him uh get out of the chair since he had the injury uh this was new for a lot of his classmates even his girlfriend hadn't seen it um so it was a huge surprise for all of them 
And for him, it was huge because he said in the article, one of his statements was basically that, you know, it was special to him. He wanted to walk off the field that night since he never got the chance to a few years ago after suffering that tackle. And, um, you know, now he's moving on to um, at least two, if not four years of college. And he said that, you know, uh, things like uh, getting back to full physicality isn't his main concern. His main concern is living his life. And um, those barriers will be broken as he goes. Okay, first of all, terrible accident in football. Still a student in school, but yet overcame, you know, that's a lot of physical therapy, and then was able to walk across the football field 10 yards for his graduation. That's just an amazing story. It's great. Um, and that he's going to continue fighting to overcome this. You know, when you suffer an injury like that, that could be absolutely devastating and could very easily break the spirit of so many people. So to have the determination to push like that and to uh, work your way back to being able to, um, to moving again like that and being able to stand up and walk in order to get your diploma, it's special. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it is. You said it perfectly. And one other cool thing to note is that this story actually got pretty uh, major attention. It got it, it um, received attention from a former NFL player, Ryan Chazier, um, congratulating him for for everything he's been able to do. Well, that is the end of this Friday morning Blind Boys Politics. Make sure you follow us on the Blind Boys Politics Twitter account for the latest 24 hours breaking news so you are always in the know. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what we are up to. Check out our Medium articles because we always talk about something different than what we get a chance to talk about here on the podcast. But until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everyone. Bye, guys. 